Welcome to the Speakernomics Podcast, the official podcast of the National Speakers Association. I'm your host, Robert Kennedy III, RK3. That's me. Speakernomics is the show where we flow and go and help you to know how to grow a thriving speaking business. Why? Because we want to change the world, of course. So get ready for the journey for me, will you? Well, what are we talking about today? Well, we're talking about getting what you want. (laughs) No, I'm playing. Kind of. Well, you see, we're going to talk about people and understanding them so that you can deliver information in a way that minimizes conflict, accelerates progress, and oh yeah, increases sales. Hmm. Can you use more sales in your business? Well, it's going to start with understanding who people are at their core. Are you ready? Well, today we are talking with the Angel Tucker. Angel, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much, RK3. Yeah. Well, listen, I am so glad that you are here and you help folk to understand and be understood. So before we peel back the layers of personality, what is the secret insider tip that you've brought with you today? (laughs) The secret insider tip. I love the way you word that. Listen, here's my tip. It is important to interact with people the way that they need you to, not necessarily the way that you want to be communicated with. Wow. So, man, I'm I'm that's I'm excited. I'm ready to jump on in. All right, let's get into it. Angel Tucker is a hilarious speaker. I've heard her speak, y'all. She she really is <laughs> hilarious. And she's a certified human behavior consultant. She's the best-selling author of Stop Squatting With Your Spurs On. I got to talk about that a little bit more. She's a media resource. What does that mean? When the TV people can't think of anything else to say, they call Angel. How about that? <laughs> All right. And she's been a professional speaker for over three. Well, I don't want to say over three Close to three decades. Let's leave it there. All right. Angel, how are you doing today? I am fabulous. Thank you very much, Robert. Glad to be here with you today. Yeah. So listen, let's jump in and talk about where I first saw you speak. I saw you at the Women's Council of Realtors. I was at the NARA legislative event and I saw you speaking there. And man, not only were you keeping the audience engaged, but you you were you were belly laughing some people there. So tell me a little bit about your work with uh, realtor associations or women realtors. What, what's what, what's the main audience for your work? Yeah, you bet. So actually, what's what's awesome about what I do is it's universal, right? So I can work with any corporation, any industry, it doesn't matter. But because of my personal background, which is in real estate, then that is a lot of my audience is real estate. And so I've spoken with women's for women's council many times and always enjoy the opportunity. And my motto is when we laugh, we learn. Right. So I do try to engage people through laughter whenever I'm speaking on stage. I love it. I love it. So let's turn the corner really quickly and let's jump into this book here. I mean, this topic is fabulous. Stop squatting with your spurs on. Tell us that subtitle, what what the subtitle is, and tell us a little bit about (laughs) what that book is. And where'd you get that topic from? Oh my goodness. Uh, So you know what? I'm trying to remember the subtitle, how to to read people and communicate without pain, right? Because stop squatting with your spurs on. When we do that, it would be painful and we don't want pain within our communication. And that exists a lot of times because we're not thinking about the person on the other end of the conversation. We're just interacting with everyone exactly the same and unfortunately we're not all exactly the same right and yeah. so we can't interact with people when uh, you know the way that we want to be interacted with necessarily 
Wow. So I'm I'm just getting the picture of that now. So if I squat with my spurs on, I kind of get poked in my my you rear. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So where did you come up with that analogy? Are you do you have cowboy background or, you know, tell me a little bit about why that picture came to your brain. You know what? It's I don't know if it's a, a boring story or what, but I will tell you many, many years ago, before I ever even got into this industry, I was driving along a street in my hometown and there was a sign company and on the sign for whatever reason on the billboard for this sign company they had that phrase and I said right there I said I'm going to write a book one day and that's going to be the title I don't know why but that's the way it worked out so people even lo either love the title or they're repulsed <laughs> by it one of the two but uh, that's the story behind the title I love it so you are a certified human behavior consultant why the interest in that well, really, it's it's amazing to me how the way that we say things, how it can be received on the other end. And so I was just fascinated by it. I actually got into this many years ago. I joined a, a company and part of their a training program was to listen to tapes. Now, right there, Robert, that tells you how Ooh. long ago it was, right? They were tapes. Yeah. I'm sure you're not old enough to remember tapes, but I'm old enough to have tapes. And so I was listening to these and they were about the different personality types. And shortly after that, I had to go to a youth camp and be a director for, mm -hmm. for the summer. And they called all the youth directors together and they said, okay, here's the deal. You have to teach a class for an hour and we have no materials or resources for you. So just keep the kids busy for an hour and this was a group of teenagers and i'm thinking oh my goodness what have i just gotten myself into but you know what i just read the books i just listened to these tapes and so i knew a little bit just a little bit at that time robert so i got to talking to the kids about it and i saw how just understanding such a small piece of this can really change the dynamics mm -hmm. of the way that you interact with people and from there i have just made this my my full-time career just studying this and sharing with other people whenever I get the opportunity to do that. I love that. So I think when you think about somebody who's in your field or human behavior, a lot of times we think about it from the lens of personal conversations or maybe a leader in their organization interacting with individuals one-on-one. -on -one. But from a speaker perspective, how as a speaker do you apply the human behavior aspect of things. I know you're DISC certified. How do you as a speaker apply DISC before giving information to your audience? It, it is definitely a challenge because you have to do everything proactively and you have to have the audience in mind. And what do you want the end result to be for that audience? What do you want them to take away from that? Mm -hmm. And so it's really important that when you're on stage that you're engaging every personality in the audience, right? And so we want to make sure that we're not just using one learning style. We're not just using one pace whenever we're speaking. You know, sometimes I speak quicker. Sometimes I speak slower. Sometimes I'm giving bottom line. Sometimes I'm giving information. And so you want to make sure that you're engaging your entire audience by interacting with them the way that they need you to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So can you give us an example of how you engage the different areas of the audience? I know in some cases I've been to an audience and somebody says, how many people are D's or how many people are I's or how many people are woos or whatever? What are some things that you do to specifically bring that personality assessment to your program? 
So one of the things that I love to do is I actually, when I have time, and unfortunately when you saw me speak at the Women's Council this past time, due to the dynamics and the length of time I had to speak, I wasn't able to actually get everybody out of their seat Mm -hmm. and divide them up into personality types. And so that's one of the things I normally do is I'll actually have them get up and I'll say, okay, if you're a D, you're going to go stand over here. I's, you're going to go stand over here. And then I divide them up, first of all, one for my benefit. So I can see what are the dynamics of the room Mm -hmm. so that I know, okay, if I got a room full of D's and I's, I can speak a little quicker, but if I've got a room that's a real mix or I have more S's and C's, let's say I'm doing this for uh, school administrators or counselors or accountants even, I'm not going to have many D's and I's in the room. I'm going to have mostly S's and C's. So what that tells me is even though my natural tendency as a DI is to move quick and give the bottom line, I've got to make sure that I slow down. I've got to give them information that maybe as a DI I wouldn't think is important, but it's going to be important to my audience. I have to allow more time for questions, Robert, than I would if I had a group of D's and I's in the room. And so just by gauging the room, I understand what does that room need from me in order for them to walk out of this going, wow, that was time well spent. Wow. Is there any way to do this or or what suggestions might you have for doing this outside of the scope of, of DISC? Is there any other assessment or is there any basic type of assessment that I can use as a beginning speaker, especially to gauge where my audience is so that I can be more powerful for them? Actually, DISC is the best assessment system, I believe, that's out there because... One, I believe if it's not user-friendly, it doesn't do you any good, right? And so we want to be able to to understand it and be able to talk to somebody about it for a very short period of time where they understand it so that they can go use it, right? And so DISC is really a great place for people to start, Robert, that are even at the beginning phase of this. And so there are certain things that you can do. You can look at your audience. Sometimes you can ask a few questions so that you understand what category to put them in. And then you know where to go with that audience. Nice. So, Angel, let's talk about part of the thing that that a lot of speakers need. A lot of us, we like speaking. And so we we get on stages and we speak to our heart's content. But in order to do that, we still have to survive and we need some money. Right. So how do we how do we incorporate this personality assessment, this this style type into the sales process when we're speaking to meeting planners, et cetera? How do we incorporate that? That's a great question. And so the first thing is to figure out who are you dealing with on the other end of the conversation, right? And we don't have a whole lot of time to do that. Unfortunately, we can't go, hey, would you mind taking this personality assessment so I know how to interact with you, right? We don't we yeah. don't have that luxury. And so what we have to do, Robert, and this is the hardest part of what I do, because we have to take the focus off of ourselves, who's the person we're normally paying attention to, and we have to put it on the other person to figure out who they are. And if you know how to do this, you can do this within about 60 seconds, but I'll give you just some things that you can do. So for example, a lot of times the first interaction we would have with someone like that would not be in person, right? The first interaction we would have with them would be either in email 
or it would be over the phone. Right. And so you have to pay attention to particular things. Let's just talk about over the phone. Okay, I'll give you some tips for that. There's one thing that you can pay attention to over the phone. The easiest thing to do is pay attention to speech patterns. Mm. How are they speaking? And look, pay attention to this. So are they speaking quickly or are they speaking more slowly? Okay. If they're speaking quickly, they're a D or an I. If they're speaking more slowly, they're an S or a C. And so that tells me a lot, Robert, just by paying attention to their speech patterns. Mm -hmm. Are they talking over the end of my sentence or the second I stop talking, they give me a response? That's also a D or an I. If there's a pause, let's say I'm done speaking and there's this moment of silence that intimidates so many people, right? It's like, uh, are you still there? If there's that moment of silence, I'm now dealing with an S or a C because what's happening on the other end, Robert, is they're processing what I just said to them so that they can give me the most accurate response. And so when I hear that silence, which is so intimidating to many people, that is such a gift to me because it tells me I have got to slow down. I have got to allow time for questions and I've got to give them more information than I would think is necessary. Wow. So if you're thinking about, you know, the sales part of this, you've, you've identified who they are to some degree. How do you craft your questions? What, what, what tips do you have for questions that I maybe should ask, questions that I shouldn't ask? You know, what, what thoughts do you have about that? Right. So with with a D and an I, you want to make sure that you keep the conversation flowing and you want to use words that emphasize status and prestige. Okay, Mm. because D's and I's are both motivated by status and prestige, where if I'm interacting with an S or a C and I slow down that conversation, I now have to focus on safety and security. Wow. Okay, and whatever that means in that industry, safety and security, because this person doesn't care about how many books you've written. This person doesn't care about how many sales you've had. This person cares about how is this going to make my audience better now and in the future as, as individuals? How is this investment going to pay off in spades in the return? And that's what you have to focus on, the long-term benefits of bringing you in, not just the hype, okay? They want to know How is choosing you going to be the right decision? How's my audience still going to be talking about you and benefiting from you three years from now? And so when you understand the person on the other end of the conversation, it kind of gives you a crystal ball and lets you know, where do I need to go with this? Talk to us, Angel, about figuring out or crafting well, I don't want to use the word crafting, but preparing ourselves for going into one of these sales conversations, especially as a, a new speaker. I'm trying to accelerate the process mm-hmm. a bit. I don't want to look like I'm fumbling around. What is a framework that I can use to really structure the conversation even before I've gotten to the place where I know whether they're a D, I, S, or C? Right. And that's very important, right? Because we want to make sure that we're engaging with them very quickly because these are people, if you're talking about meeting planners specifically, these are people that don't have a lot of time, Robert, and and they are probably already overwhelmed and they're under pressure and they're meeting deadlines and they really just need you to get to 
say something that makes me say yes to you, right? Yeah. And so when we're dealing with the D's and the I's, we've got to remember to keep it bottom line. Bullet points, not long proposals, right? We've yeah. got to keep it bottom line. And when we're dealing with the S and the C, we've got to give them information to make a decision because they need information to make a decision. Yeah. And this is hard. And, and here's the thing, Robert, most speakers are D's and I's, mm. okay? We're just naturally attracted to this industry. And so we have more difficulty getting those S and C decision makers, okay? And maybe the audience is gonna ultimately be a D or an I, so we have to structure the presentation towards that, but you gotta get in through the gatekeeper first, right? right? And so we have to make sure that we're interacting with them the way that they need us to. So we have to slow down. We have to allow time for questions. We have to make sure that we do our research, right? You don't just want to jump in mm -hmm. and not know who is this person? What is their background? Have you looked them up on Facebook? Have you checked their LinkedIn? What type of stuff are they posting about? What's important to them? And so it's, it's important that we go down that road with them and spend some extra time engaging with them that we may think, gosh, this is such a waste of time because they don't make decisions like Adir and I. Yeah. And so we may think they're not serious when that's actually the most loyal people you can ever engage with, Robert, is the S's and C's. D's and I's are the least loyal. They'll choose a different person every single time where if you can get in with the S's and the C's, that's where you're going to see a lot of repeat things. If you can show them, hey, I have more value to give, then that's when they're going to continue to bring you in and, Robert, refer you to other people. Wow, you just brought up something for me that I may need to start implementing myself. As you're talking about this, I'm thinking about my spreadsheet or my database, my CRM of my contacts. Do I have a personality or style type listed by the contacts that I've already spoken to? That is so important. So important. Now I'll tell you, companies that are smart, companies like Disney, Walt Disney World use our stuff. Mm -hmm. So companies that are smart, here's what they do, Robert. I've seen it do, done a couple different ways. Either one, let's say for your team members, let's say you have a team or you have employees. Mm -hmm. On your employee file, they'll have, let's say this is my file folder and I'm showing you something visually that nobody can see, but let's say I have a file folder here right. and this is my, for, for Joe Smith, okay? Right here where it says Joe Smith, I'm also going to have his personality blend. Mm. And then whenever I have a meeting with Joe Smith, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to pull out that file and go, oh yeah, he's an SC. I got to interact with him that way. Right. Or what Disney does is on the desk of every single employee, they have their personality posted right there. So you're walking into the office, your mind is set, man, I got to communicate this information. You're probably in a hurry, but you walk in and you see, oh my gosh, I got to stop. Because right. if I go in and I interact with this person the way I was about to, I'm not going to get what I need from that conversation. And that's what it's about. It's about being multilingual in personalities and interacting with people the way that they want you to, yeah. to create what I refer to as a win-win situation. Their personality is satisfied and you got what you want. And that's really what it's about. Wow. I know we could dive deep into a lot of examples. So on many. This. We, 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 yeah, we, we don't have the time to do that today. But as a speaker who wants to implement some of this into my business and to my my prospecting, what are some resources that you might recommend online for me to to check out in addition to the disc 
assessment test uh, website. I would absolutely recommend getting that book that you mentioned at the beginning, Stop Squatting With Your Spurs On. Robert, this is people's Bible for communication. Mm -hmm. You'll read it once, but you'll refer back to it forever because the way that I laid it out is let's say that you're an I, which you're part I, and you're you're interacting with a C, which is the exact opposite of you, Right. right? You can go read how to interact with a C, that one section, Five minutes later, Robert, you are so prepared for that meeting. It's unbelievable. And so that is a great resource for you. But one thing that I want to mention is whenever you're building proposals, whenever you're building presentations, what words are you using in there? Are you using words that are status and prestige words, which are going to attract your D's and your I's? Mm -hmm. Are you using words that are going to make an S or a C pay attention? And people who are smart use this. And what happens is you don't even know it's happening, Robert. Let me just give you an example. The cover of a Sports Illustrated magazine is not the same as the cover of a computer magazine. Mm. The words are totally different. The layout is totally different because the major market for those two magazines is completely the same. And so on the cover of the Sports Illustrated magazine, you're going to see words like all-time best, greatest. On the cover of the computer magazine, you're going to see words like latest technology, secure transactions. You see the difference? Mm -hmm. because one is appealing to status and prestige and one is appealing to safety and security. And when you can get that and you can incorporate words within your presentations, then you are going to strike gold with the end recipient of that. Wow. Oh, wow. This is this is gold. It you just said gold, but this is this is gold. I love this. Uh, let's let's wrap here or let's let, look to land the plane here. Earlier, we were talking about a question that you would ask for our audience and they would respond to it on a, on, a, on an upcoming episode uh, by going to our voicemail box. What's that question that you have for our so, audience? So You know today? what? I, I actually want them to kind of rate themselves between one and ten. I want them to really look at the question and evaluate on a scale of one to ten. How good of a job are you doing at taking a moment to figure out who you are talking to and then interacting with them the way that they need you to? Wow. Say that one more time for us. Oh, my goodness. I'll try to repeat exactly yeah. the same <laughs> on a scale of one to ten. How what how well of a job are you doing at figuring out the person on the other end and interacting with them the way that they need you to? I love that. We want to hear from you. Make sure that you answer the question. I want to hear some nines, tens, ones, twos. Just be honest, people. All right. Send us your thoughts and your responses by going to speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail. Speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail. Angel, where can people find you and get in touch with you? You can find me at angeltuckerauthor.com using disc.com. I would love to hear from you. If if what I teach would benefit you, I, I'd love to, to touch base and have a conversation. Love it. Fantastic. It's one thing to understand. It's another thing to be understood. How can you do both with your audience? How can you do that with your prospects, the people that are looking for you? What's the best way to know your audience or even the people who hire you so that you can not only get the best business result, but so that you can deliver the best for your audience? It's your time, my friend. The world needs you. Somebody is out there waiting for you to help them solve a problem. You know, the one you solve with your message and your voice. This has been another fantastic episode of Speakernomics, the podcast where you learn more about how to speak, get paid, repeat. See you next time.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.